You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Stillen. Oh, hi there. And <laughs> this is another of our best ofs for 2016 that we're playing for you. And Even again, though it's 2017. It's 2017. Our best from 2016. Well, we haven't had enough time in 2017 to have a best of this yet. This is true. Well, Greg, isn't every show a best of? Well, that's true. Oh. But these were the ones that <laughs> listeners themselves voted on by sending us emails or posting on our Facebook page or on Twitter. However it is you got it to us, these are the ones we heard the most about. And so we decided to play some of these for you on this episode. And the first one... One has to do with yet another bad phone call that we got. Mm-hmm. We get spam phone calls quite a bit here at the office. And uh, as such, I like to go ahead and turn on the recorder when they come in and maybe have a little bit of fun with them. Now, this one, I explained it in the very beginning. Uh, I only got it going about maybe a minute or so into the phone call, but it was worth it. And we got enough response from it that uh, we decided to play this one on here. And it's this is gold. A, yes, sad, I like it. The sad tale of a man named Larry <laughs> who is answering this phone call. So we'll play this, and then we're going to come back. We've got several other things, including one of our favorite guests of this year, one of our favorite people we've met this year. And we'll be playing that interview and lots of others. But first, it's Larry versus the telemarketer. So this guy today, when he called, I tried to hurry and, and get the recording going. And, you know, because it's the week of tech things. Um, Part of it didn't. Part of it didn't get get recorded. The beginning part of it. Mm-hmm. So I want to. I've got the recording. Do you want to hear part of it? Because you didn't even hear him speaking, did you? You right. only heard my so side of it. You do have the recording. So this is what we were going to do. So I only heard half of the conversation, which was awkward enough. Yeah. By the way, but Greg was talking to this guy. Now this guy's name is Christian, and he, he never even said like what company he worked for or anything. No, did he? he did. So I'll give. So I only have the second half of the recording which is about 10 minutes long and i'll explain what happened in the beginning of it and and how it uh, and how it worked so this guy called and i answered and he thought my name was larry and i think they must have written my name down from another one when i played larry omtrock heir to the omtrock fortune oh of course so when they call before latch on to larry it's true well no but i've used that name before and so they it must be some company that wrote the name down to this number as being larry and then sold it to someone else. Like, that's got to be how they got the name Larry. Oh, that has to be, yeah. Because they, like, he called, and he's like, hey, is this Larry? Larry? And I'm like, and, and so I just had to roll with it right off the bat. And I started saying, yes, my name is Larry. And I reset the conversation here when we did finally get it recording. But the backstory was this. There was about 10 minutes where we were talking. And I ascertained Christian is his name. Um, he works for a business that wants to loan my business money, Larry's business. And, and all you like, have to do is give him all of your financial information, right? Well, kind of. He said uh, he said he would he would loan loan my business up to two hundred percent of what the monthly uh, gross income was, and 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 that and so he was trying to find out how much money Larry makes per month. My business, Larry's business. Sure, Larry's business. Yeah, and Larry. Myself decided to say that, well, one of the big problems is um, that uh, Larry's wife is the one who controls all the money. Mm-hmm. And, and Larry's she's wife out of town, right? is out of town. And yes. Larry's wife is always the one who, uh, who um, has a cousin <clears throat> named Dave. So Larry's wife, Cindy, has a cousin named Dave that she's always going on cruises For with. For some reason, she's always going on a cruise with Dave, her cousin. Yeah. Cousin Dave. Yeah. And so that's so Greg where... Greg is making this all up on the fly. So that's where Larry. we set up. And Larry keeps getting... Larry, myself, keeps getting upset about this. And Christian is obviously... Christian, I, I kept telling him I make uh, 4.2 
per month. I never said whether that was a million, whether that was thousand, whether that was hundred. I never said he just thinks I make four point two million a month. Oh my! And that he's going to double my money. So that's where we're at when we come in on this. There's no scam at all whatsoever. Just no, give. Him I never your said how much. I just said, oh yeah, I make about four. No, 2. all you guys were saying was weird. Th- all you kept blurting out were like weird numbers. I uh-huh. think it was before you started recording. We were like, oh no, used to be uh, two point three, but now I'm at uh, four point two. Yeah, I was just, just making, saying random crap. I was just making <laughs> numbers up. He never asked what how how much four point two meant. So. We can pop in here. Do you want? Do you want to hear what? Well, his yes, side I want to okay. hear it. So Greg actually was able to record part of his conversation with. Yeah, and I realized it, so I kind of reset the conversation on the guy, and he never even picked up on that. Mm. He does at one point. There's a point in here where I almost get busted though, because you were broadcasting on a Periscope, mm-hmm. and I think he could hear you. Yeah, and so so that's part of it in here. But, all right, I'll just I'll just play it here. This is halfway through the conversation with uh, Christian, the telemarketer. Well, uh. Okay, so then you'll you'll liquidate the money. Now, what's what exactly does liquidate mean? Pretty much, we'll deposit the money into your account. Okay, you're going to deposit the money into my account. Now, here's the problem, though, uh, because I, I have to I have to deal with this, you know, quite a bit. Like I said, with with my wife and uh, and. I, I would like the money. So here's let's start from the top. Let's start from the top just so I can understand. And I, again, I apologize. I was a little worked up. So you can double my money based on what my business income is. And I told you it's about 4.2. You know, about 4.2 is what we're dealing with. And my, my wife does keep track of the books. All right. So we're on the same page on that, Christian. Is that right? Right. Okay. Right. Now... She uh, she keeps track of the numbers, and I don't know exactly a hundred percent what happens until you know we go and we have we have dinner, and uh, we'll have a couple glasses of wine, and I'll get her talking, and then uh, she'll let me know, you know, where some of that money's been going uh, for the business. She'll say, you know, well, God, you know, Larry, you're getting four point two right now, and that's what we're getting this month. I'm gonna need to take about uh, you know thirty percent of that for my cousin because I got my cousin. Who, who needs, you know, all kinds of money on his own because he's trying to start his own business. You know, he's had a rough go of it, she'll say, and then he'll, she'll have to deal with all that. And I'll have to put up with that some myself. Uh, but, uh, but in the end, you know, I don't know why they're going on cruises together, but she said it's for research. And, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Christian? It started, makes a man start to think a little bit. Uh- Makes a man start to wonder right, just why, a little why? bit why she's going on so many damn cruises with Dave. That again, Yo, I, I got okay. myself worked all up right, again. So Larry, 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 Larry. Let me uh, interject right quick. All right, man. all right. Look, man, okay, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Christian. You're listen. It's I'm, okay. Look, hey, I'm sorry. Down, you know, listen, I'm just. You're my she's. Sir, Larry. You know, Larry, she, I Larry, bought her. Larry. I bought him suits. Larry, and I bought. Larry, Larry. Take it down a notch, my man. I'm here to help you out, okay? You're I guess I'm not saying, you know, I, lo- I love okay. her. And and she says, you know, what? for the business, she gave, gave me 4.2 was the number. She says, we're making. That's what I, be, you know, why am I here at home eating TV dinners? And she's, Dave's a good man, though. He's a good man. I trust him with her. But, uh. Larry, are you ready to talk? Are you ready to talk numbers? Or, yeah. look, I don't know what your wife's doing. My apologies. Like, I have no yeah, idea now, why Christian. your wife's taking so many damn cruises. Look, I, I, I'm going to be honest I mean, with that's, you. And that's what the I'm bottom line, you know? Is, listen, if, 
Larry, if I mean, what I'm here to do is, if this is your business, we can move forward and help you get funded with your business. Uh, and, okay? I, and I want to um, move forward, and I want to get funded, Christian. I do want my business funded, you know, and I, I want to go up, and I want to, I want to make the money that I can, and I want to, you know, see the world myself. I want, I want to take Larry on a cruise. That's what I want to do, you know. Maybe I'll go on one sometime. You know, take it back. That's what I'm going to do for myself. Christian, you know what? i got to tell you, this has been one of the best talks I've had of my life. You have really really helped me out tremendously right now. I'm feeling good about it. Now, let's talk talk some business. (laughs) Let's talk talk some business. (laughs) 4.2. Okay, so listen. When can you have control of your statements? When can you get me a copy of your business bank statements? Well, you know, she's out there. Right now, I don't know where Jamaica or something. I don't know. She bought him a nice uh, okay, suit so listen, before, but, telling, but I can get the numbers. I, 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 I can get them. When can you get them? Well, I can get them soon. I mean, I just got to go down there to the to the bank and I gotta uh, pick them up, you know. And then I'll, I'll I'll get some numbers for you. I mean, we can we can take care of that. Okay, I tell you what, I'll send you. A one-page application, okay? Okay, one-page application. Now, how are you going to send that to me? How are you going to get that to me? You know, you got to deliver that. Yeah. You here in town? You want to meet up, grab beer or something? We can talk about it then, too. I can bring the numbers. <laughs> um, actually, um, I one, I don't drink. Two, uh, I don't believe I'm well, in town. I am actually in... We'll I'm get you a nice tea, morning. then. <laughs> we'll get you a nice tea, some <laughs> ribs. Nice Tell you what, we'll sit, we'll sit down like a couple of buds, and we'll, we'll sit there, we'll sort it out, we'll work out the numbers, you know, I'll make sure you're happy, make sure I'm happy, you know, and we'll figure it out. This all works out. Maybe you and I will go on a cruise. <laughs> oh, maybe just a couple of boys out, out for a wild time. <laughs> oh, man. Christian, you a married man? Oh, down in Florida. Oh, boy. You know, they got the. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Florida. I never made it out there myself. Uh, yeah. Come on out here, man. If you ever come out here, we'll sit down, we'll do brunch, and we'll definitely. Uh, Figure out some numbers for you. Well, uh, not much of a brunch, man. But I'll tell you what, you got you guys got ribs. You got barbecue down there. Uh, yes, we do. Oh, I mean, man, that like, sounds yeah, good. I'm, you know, I'm barbecue. From, I'm from New Orleans, so I usually I usually cook myself out oh. here. You know. Oh well, hey, that sounds like a damn good time. You know, I got to tell you, you know, that barbecue was the first place i took uh took my wife out to you know when we was courting you know when we was just getting to know each other and we had a we had a nice dinner then boy it was good but god damn that's been it's been years since we done that you know it's been a long time since we sat down and we we had a we had we had dinner together like that um, i'm just uh you know now i'm thinking about it what is why does dave need a suit can you tell me that can you tell me that we'll do business why does dave need a suit <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. You might have to ask your wife that. Oh, uh, well, you what? You know her? Nah. No, you don't know. I don't. No, no. I'm just kidding, Christian. I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> All right. So we do the business. We get the 4.2 going. We're gonna make that 8.4. It's doubling it up. Now, who brings me the bag of money? How do I get the money? You like deliver it? This off the books? Christian, who is that in the background? Christian, I got a TV on. The TV knows your name, Larry. The TV knows my name. The th- what? 
Uh, no, never mind. Look, Mr. Larry, I, I'm confused, I Christian. I'm sorry. I don't understand what you're saying. I got the TV on. Turn the TV off if that's bothering you. No, no, it's okay. Um, I don't know what it is. I tell you what, Mr. Larry, I, I appreciate news the or time. Look, I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to send you this email, and um, it'll have our information with this application in it. You can send that email back uh, back to us with the application filled out with your statements. Um, if you're serious about getting funded, we'll definitely help you out with that. Okay? Well, I am serious. I am serious. Christian, I'll tell you what. You do that. You get that over to me. I'm not much with the computer mumble jumble, but I'll figure it out how to get the uh, how to get that on there, and uh, and, and I'll, I'll I'll write up some stuff. I'll shoot you my number. You know, maybe I'll, I'll send you a picture of me so you know I'm good to go, and and you know maybe you can send me a picture of you, and then we'll do some business, and we'll sit down, we'll have a good time, we'll have some ribs, and we'll uh, we'll forget about this whole Cindy business altogether. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good, Christian. Sounds real good. All right, great, great. Okay, so let's see here. All right, what is your email address, Mister Larry? Well, god dang, you know, I, I honestly, it's on my cards. I got to go find my cards if I'm going to get you that. Um, oh. Tell you what, Christian, can I give you a call back? Can I call you back? You just shoot me your cell number, and sure, I'll, I'll get you. I'll give you a call here in just a little bit. Okay. All right. It's five zero. All right, got it. Yep, yep, yep. Four five. Yep, yep four five. Okay, yep, got it. Yep. Two two four eight yep. five. Okay, Tim. What was the last two? Two four eight yep. five. Okay, all right, got it, got it, I got it down here, Christian. That's, all right, tell you what, I'm gonna look up for some uh, good barbecue places in Florida. May I take a trip out there next week? We'll sit down together. You know, just you and me, just a couple of boys, and we'll figure this out. Just a couple All of right, pals. Like I got a hotel room. You tell me. You know, maybe I'll crash at your place or something. We'll we'll tell, we'll work out the details <laughs> later. But uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I'll tell yeah, you what. If you if you make four point two mil a month, my man, uh, I think you could definitely buy out the Ritz Carlton. No problem. Well, you know, I mean, we'll see see how many cruises she took this week. All right, Christian. Thank you, man. All right, there we go. What is the grunting thing that you were doing? It was Larry getting himself worked up. Larry was getting himself worked up. Larry was a little worked up. He was worked up about Cindy. That is so awkward. I know it wasn't even (laughs) lots. Like, that wasn't even still happening, and I was still so awkward. Oh, (laughs) it's just so uncomfortable. That's so much fun. Oh, my God. That guy, I mean, and honestly, just to to reiterate, he just called me up and said, hey, yeah, uh, we, we can double your business. He doesn't know what my business was. No clue whatsoever. That no wasn't even clue. In, like the first ten minutes. He never he has asked you no what idea was. what my business is. He not even the scope of what your business could be. He didn't ask you if it was like a store or a, <laughs> your coffee shop. All I or said whatever. was I made four point two. I never said million. I never said any number after that. Just that I made four point two a month. And even then, clearly, Larry had no idea how much money he made because his wife's embezzling the money, and this guy just didn't pick up on that. He was still going for it. Still wow. going for it. One track mind, that guy. Yeah. You have a new friend in Florida. Oh, yeah, until he finds out about this. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, there we go. Larry versus the telemarketer right well, here on Fun Employment Radio. Why he needed a suit, we will we will never know. It was know. an epic battle. It was indeed. Mm-hmm. All right, but now we have one of our favorite people that we've met this year, and you know him from Super Troopers and 
Beer Fest and all kinds Club of things, Dread and yes. all the Broken Lizard things. It's Jay Chandrasekhar who stopped by the studio. We ended up hanging out with him after this interview, too. But he is a ton of fun and uh, just a fascinating guy. He like, was very fascinating. I mean, he's a director, writer, producer, actor, like just... Right. Just the full gamut. And he is a really, really interesting human. And so we uh, were really lucky to be able to chat with him. Yeah, I could listen to his stories for hours. Mm-hmm. I really think he should start up something of his own. But here he is, right here on our show. It is Jay Chandrasekhar on Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hey, this is Steve Lemmy. And this is Kevin Heffernan. We're from the movie Super Troopers and Beer Fest. And Club Dread and Slam and Salmon. Yeah, and you're listening to Greg the Nibbler and Sarah Dillon. We're nibbling it and we're dilling it. On fun, em- fun Employment. You should all listen to Fun Employment. Now. And nibble it. There's never been a more perfect time to play that. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I, I think that Kevin Heffernan messed up on the name of the show. He, he kind of yeah. muffed it there. And I was always mad that Greg didn't take that out. I'm like, it sounds uh, like he kind of forgot who we were. I, I kind of let it go. I figured maybe he was just trying to work that in. But yeah, I think he just I feel like up, he yeah. could have used a take, too. Yeah. Just like in the movies. His first, <laughs> his first takes are really lousy. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We are joined now by Jay Chandrasekhar. Oh my goodness, See, I think you that. got it. Did I get it? You nailed it. Okay, sweet. Uh, nailed it. Sweet. How okay, I have to say, because it was honestly a thing, but every interview does it start with, oh, am I pronouncing your name right? Blah 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 blah. Every interview Everyone. is is how do I pronounce yeah. your name? And because because you're a podcast and we're allowed to swear, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. My full name is Giant Jumbalingam Chandrasekhar. <laughs> and that name translates to Victorious Large Penis Rising Moon. That is the most amazing name in the history of names. Thank you. You're welcome. Is that, is that true? 100% true. 100% true. 100% true. <laughs> Actually, wow. you know what? 110% true. Wow. Ooh, yeah, the extra wow. effort then right you there know at that the you end. mean it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay, thank you. Now, you guys came through town, I think it was a few years ago, didn't you? We did. We did yeah. like a Broken Lizard show in Portland at one of the theaters. I can't remember which one. All um, morning, I've been sort of having the same thought, and I can't remember. Was it the Hawthorne Theater? Sure. Okay, we'll say that. I think, well, that's where Steve and, um, and Kevin were. <laughs> that's where they did their, their show. Yes. So it could have uh-huh. been the same one. It was oh. Rising Penis Theater. Oh, yeah? Or yeah, the yeah. Rising Penis Theater. <laughs> Victorious, large, Victorious Large Penis Rising yes. Moon. Moon. So, I'm sorry. So what do you think of uh, our fair city here? I love it. It's uh, Rose City. Yes. It is the Rose City. Someone's done their homework. I checked out the Wikipedia on the way um, as the wheels were landing. Well, we checked out your work up here. Got uh, got a population about six hundred thirty-four thousand people here. It's growing by the minute, Jay. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's pretty good. Got a lot of bridges. Yeah, there's there's an area called, or maybe a river called Wallamet. That's how it's pronounced. That's that's the perfect pronunciation. (laughs) Exactly. It's like you're a native. Nailed it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Legal (laughs) pot. Legal pot. Yeah. And legal pot. All of those things. Do you like the legal pot? I love it. All right. Well, then this is your city. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to buy some tonight. Also, this is probably the first time that you've been back since uh, the pot has That's been illegal. Right. right. And because of it being illegal everywhere else, I don't smoke it everywhere else. Sure. Right. That makes sense. I totally yeah, believe absolutely. you on that. <laughs> well, we've got, I mean, first off, I do want to say I'm a huge fan. And um, just of playing all the Broken Lizard. The, of all of it. Yeah. yeah. The intro. I mean, Club Dread, for some reason, some of the lines from that have just stuck with me. Just mainly Coconut Pete song. Has always stuck with me. Yeah, he blurts out random lines from yeah. Coconut Pete. Coconut quite a bit. straight from the coconut's teeth. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what, what? He has some good song titles. Uh, yeah, Coconut Pete. <laughs> Does um, he? 
I can't remember any of them right now. <laughs> no, I'm blanking on them too. But yeah. nonetheless, Pina Colada Bird. Pina Colada Bird is, is definitely my it's favorite. It's your favorite. We, uh, we, Bill Paxton, who played Coconut Pete, and I flew down to uh, um, South Beach to show the film to Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> what did he think? He loved it. Oh, that's he awesome. loved it. He loved it. He loved particularly that Pina Colada Bird. Because Bill really goes after Jimmy in the movie. Uh huh. Fantastic. Oh, that's awesome! Fantastic. Well, yeah, and you're all, you're a huge fan of Club Dread and Super Troopers, and I am as well. But my my favorite movie that I've seen probably a hundred times is Beer Fest. Oh yeah, and you, thanks. Yeah, and you are ridiculously disgusting in it, and I love it. Well, you know, usually <laughs> actors will try to get in shape for movies, <laughs> and uh, I wasn't talking about your body shape or anything. <laughs> no, I think you are just I think disgusting. You <laughs> but we decided to like, you know, we played beer pong every single night. And uh, and and gained lots of weight and got real beer 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 fat, and uh, we felt that was more authentic. That is more authentic. So you you actually were. I'm sorry. I, I know this is a cliche question, but I really do want to know. So you were drinking beer the whole time and playing some beer in the afternoons. In the afternoons. In the mornings, we uh, we had like some Odul substitute, but you know by around two or three in the afternoon, we started putting in the real stuff. You're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I respect that. Yeah, it always was. It was fun when we had uh, Kevin and Steven because yeah. I can't not call him landfill. That's the only thing that I was thinking of. It was really hard for me to not say that. Yeah, there was a guy in college who was um, kind of a portly fella, and his nickname was landfill. <laughs> what and, a horrible nickname well, to get saddled he, with. He, <laughs> he got pissed off. He goes, Do not call me landfill anymore. Oh. So then we started calling him Fat Bat. <laughs> <laughs> Fat bat? Yeah. He didn't like that any better. He goes, I now would like to be called landfill again. <laughs> Too late, fat bat. How does he even come up with landfill? I like it's a great name. I knew a guy fat who got saddled with a nickname Lunchbox. He was a Lunchbox. he was a bigger dude too. Lunchbox. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Lunchbox? Because he liked the I don't was know he... where it came from. That, that's because children are cruel. Like, is eating. that what it is? <laughs> that's the name for a dim witted kind of guy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was he was a little dim witted too. Yeah. He's not the brightest. He's a special bold. guy. Yeah. <laughs> He was also a jerk, so nobody really cared. That was kind of lunchbox. <laughs> What's up, lunchbox? <laughs> Everyone was mean to lunchbox. Well, we had talked about. So I, I was saying how wonderfully not uh, not uh, non hideous and very fit and in shape you were in Beer Fest, but also you were <laughs> you uh, direct most of the Broken Lizard movies, correct? I, I I directed all of them except for the Slam and Salmon, which Kevin Heffernan directed. Awesome. And is it complicated to? Be a director and also be acting. Like, are you directing yourself while you're acting? Uh, I mean, I don't. Well, know what I work. what I do is I just sort of I give a, a range of performance. Uh, so I'll and Brian Cox, who's in Super Troopers, because mm. uh, I was watching him and he did like a really quiet take and then a little bigger and then a medium take and then a then by the end he's he's yelling. <laughs> And I was like, what are you doing? And he goes, he goes, in the editing room, you're going to love me. And I was like, oh, that's how you do it. Oh. So, so I, I now perform like just a bracket of, of sizes. And by the end, I'm like, ah, yelling. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that's going to be in the movie. But then sometimes you're like, it needs more energy, and you just use that take. Yeah. But Kevin will watch my performance. And, and uh, it's the, it is hard. It is hard. I mean, because really what I want to be doing is watching, be, want to be watching the monitor and like examining the exact camera move and the exact performance, but I, right. I, I do watch the other actor and 
you know, I'm sure it's distracting to act with the director, but yeah, because they're your peers bad. and your friends. Right? <laughs> too bad. <laughs> I wrote these jokes. I'm not going to give them to someone else to say. <laughs> God damn it! You do it right. You know, I'm going to watch Ben Affleck say, "Who wants a mustache ride?" No dice. <laughs> oh God, that line's so good. Well, I mean, and you've directed, you know, obviously all the the Broken Lizard stuff, but also, you know, so many different other huge shows like Arrested Development. Yeah, like going in on that. How was that? Because that cr- that crew has been together for so long, and that cast works so well. What was that like stepping in there? And well, that show um, I had directed for Fox before, so I'd done a show called Undeclared, and then they oh, uh, we're which, both yeah, Undeclared fans, uh, yeah. And so, so they they called me and said, "Would you do this other show, Arrested Development?" And I, you know, I I watched the pilot, and and it was it was amazing. It was like there was an amazing show in there. Mm-hmm. But the pilot had so many characters, and it was cut so quickly. And I said to the the Mitch Hurwitz who ran it, I said, I said, I love this show. I said, if I were you, I'd just sort of slow it down a little bit. And he goes, oh, okay, give it a shot. So we we you know I went in and I tried and I tried a slower cut. And he goes, okay, yes, that's that's really what we're going for. And then you know, and it it wasn't it wasn't that I invented the style by any stretch. So it was like there were so many good directors. The Russo brothers were there who, who had done the Captain America movies, mm-hmm. and they were trying different things. And all of the actors were like at the top of their game. The writing staff was unbelievable, and so everybody felt like we had this A A list of people there, uh, of you know, mm-hmm. creating, forming the early part of the show. Yeah, and. The problem was nobody was watching. Yeah. And we, we we were like we were we felt we were making art that nobody was watching. And and it was it was a glorious time. I mean it couldn't have been I more do have fun. to say yeah. I watched it. I, I waited for it every week. I yeah. was one of the few people that was watching it every yeah. single week. And then once they canceled it, you know, it people watched heart. it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and all of a sudden it became popular. Yeah. Well, when you say the slowed down, I mean, uh, the slowed down, because even in this last season, they basically did it where they completely slowed it down and made like each episode about a specific person. I just mean, you know, look, there's a, there, there is a, an instinct of fear in, in, in like single camera shows because a lot of the guys come from, like Mitch Hurwitz came from, um, there was a show with a bunch of old women. It was called like not designing ladies. Golden it was Girls. Golden oh, Girls. Okay. He was on Golden Girls. Was he? Yeah, and they had a laugh track, and huh. so he now he's in the situation where he's shooting like a a show with no laugh track, and he's like, I'm nervous. Like mm-hmm. the yeah. speed's got to be there. Got to you know, and you know, it's just my opinion that it was fast overcut. But I mean, yeah. once it slowed down. The true magic of his writing came out, I thought. Like, it was like there were moments where you'd see Job uh, kind of just reacting and kind of, you know, there's so much much baked into it that you you don't want to overcut it. That's all. I'm really impressed that you pulled out Designing Women before you pulled out Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the first time that... Designing Women. <laughs> I, had like, to watch I haven't thought about that show in probably 20 years, and I watched that. I had to watch it as a kid, yeah. <laughs> my my mom was a big fan of Designing Women. Delta Burke, Delta right? Delta Burke. Delta Burke, that, yeah. Uh, like, right? I know. Oh, I mean, I'm not I mean, sure I don't know what you're talking Burke, about, whatever it was. I, haven't, I actually haven't seen the show. I just saw the promos. Delta oh, Burke, good. you're right, though. You're right. <laughs> Well, and you also did. I was looking like down, you know, because you know we know you from movies, but I was looking at all the things that you um, that you directed. And you also did some episodes of Psych, which is an amazing show. Yeah, I did about eight of those. And up Chuck, in Vancouver. Chuck did Chuck a lot of those. Chuck is one of like the greatest, most underrated shows. I loved that show. Yeah, it's a great mix of like uh, like funny and action and 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 like real acting. Yeah, it was silly and sweet and yeah. and real, and I really liked it. Yeah, and then also Lipstick Jungle, which I liked as well. 
Lipstick Jungle. Yeah, that, you know that one, that show is. Uh, Greg doesn't know what that is. Brooke but. Shields sure. and oh, um, Kim Raver, and it was it was created by the woman uh, Candace Bushnell, who made uh, Sex, Sex in the City. City. Okay, uh, it was for network, and um, there were two shows that came on at the same time. One was um, what's the one? Lipstick Jungle, and, and then the other was Cashmere Mafia. And they were, okay, I never saw that. Lucy one. Lou was in Cashmere Mafia. <gasps> okay, and this one, I went to New York. And my this uh, the the guy, the producer in charge used to work um, on the on uh, the West Wing, mm. uh, and he was like a director producer. I can't, I can't believe I'm blanking his name. He's a good friend of mine. And um, and <laughs> we'll just cut that out. He he gets there. <laughs> we, we get there to New York, and he goes he goes he goes make sure the uh, actors say the lines fast because they're not good enough to say slow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I love that. He goes, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Aaron Sorkin told me that on West Wing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What a good anecdote. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've gone from all this stuff, you know, acting and directing and all this and now uh, doing stand-up. I mean, not that you are going back into stand-up, but uh, what is it like going to do this, like do a club like this and you have all these fans that come out that know your, your work in you know movies, and then seeing you do stand up. Well, I mean, I did stand up when I was originally when I was nineteen, and I'd go up in front of like totally cold rooms and get brutalized. <laughs> and eventually, you learn how to how to write for a room and how to work when nobody knows you, and it's an important thing to know. Now we go on, and you know the it's a, the the audience knows our movies. I mean, it doesn't make mean the show is going to be a, a layup, but right. But you have to give them a little bit of uh, a little bit of the movies and a, and a, and a, you know I, I basically tell a lot of stories from my life a lot of like sort of the drunken and uh, drugging tales uh, nice. and, and and some just straight stories from the movie mm. but it's a very dirty show uh, but intellectually dirty I'd like to think <laughs> <laughs> so you do do different kinds of stand up because you guys will go as a troupe sometimes and yeah. you'll do a show do you do you prefer to be like on your own? On staging, or do you like to do it in a group setting? Uh, from an artistic standpoint, it's fun to get a rhythm of an hour going and just speak, and you have little sort of ebbs and peaks, and you mm. arrange the jokes in an order that you think fits best. Traveling with Broken Lizard is a joy because we just get you know blasted every night mm-hmm. and 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 smoke joints and and tell tons of jokes, and you go on and you do your twenty minutes and you're done for the night, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta move on to the next city, and it's fun. It's fun to tour, but but it's not. Um, it's almost not worth it from an artistic standpoint because yeah. you're like, eh, whatever. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do my twenty minutes, <laughs> and they cheer. Ah, authority, you know, and then that's it. So it's not a put on. You guys are actually out drinking beer and hanging out and and being buddies. We are all lucky that none of us have the alcoholic gene because that's good. We certainly gave a good run at, at, at alcoholism. <laughs> if it hasn't happened now, it's not gonna stop. No, come on, are you kidding me? Come on, it's too late for that. Kidding me? Um, I wanted to ask some. You posted this on your Twitter account, and it has to, it has to do with an incident that happened with Doctor Phil. And I just listened to this. Is this real? Well, yeah. You know, I, I've always made fun of Doctor Phil a little bit because I don't know. My parents are creepy. My parents are doctors, and they go by Doctor Chandrasekhar. And it just I don't know. A guy who uses his first name. <laughs> I, I don't even think he's a real doctor. <laughs> it turns out he is a real doctor, and he, but it's like a he has a doctorate. Right, so he's not a real doctor. Yeah, uh, he's not my an dad's MD. actually a doctor as well. So I'm like, oh, I'm like half doctor. Yeah, but he's not an MD, right? Doctor Phil. Is... Oh, Doctor Phil is he not an MD? No, 
No, oh, no. I no. don't I don't yeah, But he's posing as an MD, right? Mm. It's show business, right? Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, that has nothing to do with this. So um, <laughs> someone someone said, hey, your name was on Dr. Phil. And I was like, oh, I made it. I didn't know what they were talking about. So <laughs> it turns out two lawyers um, got into a beef with a teacher in their kid's school, and they decided to set her up. And so what they did is they planted um, opiates in her car, pills, oh. and they then one of them, the husband, went to a Howard Johnson's business center, and he <laughs> called the police, and he said, I don't know, I saw a teacher driving into school erratically, like all over the place, real dangerous, and then I saw, uh, I, I saw her stow some what looked like pills behind her seat of the car. I don't even know. I think so. And he goes, are you saying you saw her put pills behind the car? He goes, yes. And, and, and he said, okay, what's your name? And he said, Jay. And he said, then he goes, VJ. And then he said, VJ what? VJ Chandrasekhar. <laughs> and he starts adopting an Indian accent. And you're Whoa. like, in the middle, buddy? I mean, it's kind of crazy. Gotta commit to that. You doing? <laughs> of course, he was busted. They found his DNA in the pills. They found his wife's DNA in the pills. And, and his, they were attorneys? They were attorneys. And then his wife goes on the Dr. Phil show and he plays that tape and he, and he says, Is that your husband? And, and she goes, I'm not really sure. And he goes, You lived with the man for 15 years. And she goes, I'm not here to discuss my husband, because he's a different person. I'm here to discuss opportunities I have that I want to talk to you about. And he goes, is it your husband or not? And she goes, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't. And she wouldn't admit to <laughs> oh, it. It, wow. was, it was awful. And her face is totally injected. And she's just like frozen. Her face is frozen. And you know behind her, she's their face is screaming. She's like, oh, oh yeah. God. Get me out of here. But what did you expect? Like you go on the show to talk about that. Of course they're going to bring that up. Yeah. Well, what kind of show does Dr. Phil have that he can't even get out the most basic question? He <laughs> can't even get her to answer. Like, is that is that the guy you married? Oh man, he got her. He got her. <laughs> he got her real good. <laughs> he got her good. Well, one other thing too that you brought up and uh, and just following your Twitter account is talking about basketball. I'm a big basketball fan. Yeah. And you brought up that the three. Are you going from line. the layup reference earlier and then going to basketball? Yeah, I like sure. it. Sure. Nice. Yeah, like it. I was. Well, mm-hmm. now that it's called out, it's not as nice. It but was very fluid. Yeah, I know it kind of worked out. Rising penis moon. Is that on reference? Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> three point. So you were talking about getting rid of the three point line. Well, what are your thoughts on that? The problem is, is that uh, that fell out of Golden State is so good. Yeah, but it's interesting if you watch oh, Steph Curry. Yeah. Thanks for that. Couldn't remember. No problem. <laughs> Couldn't remember my friend in New York either. <laughs> we'll dub it in afterwards. Or the, or the Just give us a clean take and I'll dub it in. You <laughs> know who he was? He's the red-haired guy with the with the beard, and he was CJ's boyfriend in uh, uh, in West Wing. Red-haired guy with the beard. This is your friend that I'm Googling right yeah, now? Okay, red-haired guy, beard. Red-haired. Anyway, so the three-point line, I mean, he's so good at it that it, it – You know, I I like basketball when they have to go to the hole Mm -hmm. and where there's a violent price to pay when you attempt to go. This is my hole. I'm defending it. And I like that. Yeah. But if they can just stand in the corners and bond. Like what I watched was a Cleveland uh, Cavaliers-Toronto game. And uh, they were just bombing threes, just bombing threes. And you're like, let's let's just skip to the end. Right. This is just a waste of our time. Mm -hmm. But that Oklahoma team has figured out how to defend against the three. Yeah, they've uh, messed him up. And I love it. 
Yeah. And maybe basketball is fine. But I, I think they should probably get rid of the three-point line and make it the half-court line and make that the three. That would be more impressive. And then you're like, because what's happened is all these guys are just sitting there practicing the three, and it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying yeah, to find your, your best friend's name. Is it Danny? That's the character he played. Okay. Oh, uh, we're narrowing it down. Why, why, uh, this is live Googling. Tim, Timothy for... Busfield? Tim Busfield, my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tim Busfield. I'm telling you, Tim Busfield's the greatest guy in the world. <laughs> Sure He'd probably forget my name too, but t- no, Tim's fantastic. Or at least mispronounce it. I mean, I love Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and that guy's Steph been in Curry. tons of stuff. Oh my god, he's yeah, in, he was in thirty something, I think. Oh, he was I didn't in even uh, look at this picture. I was just Field kinda... of Dreams. Field of Dreams. <gasps> yeah. Who was he in Field of Dreams? He's the brother who didn't he believe. Kevin Costner. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, since you are in Portland, Greg and I are watching this. You, know, you have such like a storied career, and I'm like, you know what? We were watching this morning, Jackass Two. Jackass too. Um, that skit that you were in was one of the funniest things because I didn't quite know what to anticipate, and I was watching it today. And you know, Aaron lives here in town, right? Danger, Aaron. Danger, uh-huh. Aaron. And now that's actually making sense because when Steve and Kevin were in town, they met up with him. So you guys, do you guys all know they each did? other? They yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most random thing. So after we did the show, I ended up meeting up with them for a beer later on in the uh-huh. night. And then, yeah, and then Danger Aaron just walks in. I'm like, what the fuck is that guy doing here? Wow. And then, yeah, and then they all went and went downtown. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing about it is, is Knoxville, who goes by PJ, his name's Philip John Clapp, hmm. so whatever. Anyway, so he called me up. This was after, after Duke's Hazard, we made Duke's Hazard. And he's like, uh, hey, you want to you wanna do a little something for me in Jackass 2? And I was like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. But the problem is, is that you have to be on guard when you're with him. Yeah, because he's he and he and Spike Jones started playing this game where they would like basically out of the blue at a dinner smash a plate on the other one's head, right? And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then and then, but the way it worked down in Louisiana was he would basically just punch you in the balls out of the blue at any moment, right? And I would do it back to him, but it just became a situation where we both had our hands over our nuts out of respect for the other <laughs> because we, we honored the other one, right? Yeah, and so when he called honored. up and he's like, you want to be in Jackass 2? And I'm like, I don't know. You're going to screw me over somehow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get... He goes, no, 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 no. We're going to pull a prank on this guy, Danger Aaron. And I was like, I don't trust you, but I'm going to come down and we're going to... Fine, fine. And then they, you know, they told me. And the, and the whole thing, you know, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's this guy, Danger Aaron, who's in Jackass to one of the crew is supposed to dress up like an Arab terrorist with a he- headdress and a robe and a f- like a f- beard of real hair put onto his face and a fake dynamite vest. And the gag is he's going to call a cab, fuck with the cab driver on the way, and then be dropped off at Burbank Airport where he is going to fuck with the passengers. Everyone's going to be able to see his, his dynamite vest. Somehow Aaron has been hit in the head too many times, I guess, because he thinks... This is going to be okay at, at the yeah. airport. And what would have happened <laughs> at the airport shot. is he would have been shot on site. Yeah. And the FBI told yeah. us, they said, if you go anywhere near the airport, we're, we're by the way, we're following you. We're going to shut you down. We're gonna, you're not getting anywhere near the airport. Mm. You go near the airport, we're shutting the whole thing down. So I'm, they, Knoxville's like, you want to play the cab driver? I'm like, okay. I mean, look, I'm Indian. Okay, I'll play the cab driver. And I said, do you want me to have an accent? He goes, no. Nah. He goes, he's going to have an accent, right? He's going to be so wrapped up in his own accent that if you have an accent, we don't want you to be funny. Just play it straight. And I said, okay, okay, okay. And so so we kind of, you know, 
and he said basically what's going to happen is he's going to make fun of you, your wife. Then he's going to start making jokes about America and bombing planes. And I was like, buddy, okay. I mean, I'm a little reluctant to be involved in a joke about terrorism considering the tone of my skin. <laughs> and Fair enough. He's, he's like, just come on, just fucking do it. I'm like, all right, fuck you, I'll do it. So, so, and he goes, so he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna make these jokes, and then you're going to get pissed off at him. Pull into this cul-de-sac. It's critical you go in the cul-de-sac because we control it, right? You're going to drive down an alley, pull into a cul-de-sac. It's totally walled in. And, uh, and then turn around and punch him in the mouth, right? <laughs> and the goal of the punch is to dominate him like an animal, right? Make him realize that you're the dominant animal. Get out of the car, pull a gun on him. He will not expect the gun because we've told him there will never be a gun, right? And drag, <laughs> drag him out of the car, get him on the ground, and then stomp him at least five times, again, to dominate him. Because what you need to do is get him to get in the trunk. And I'm like... Oh God! <laughs> really? It's just like a prison rule. And, and I'm like, and they're like, and if you don't do all that, the the gag is going to be ruined. And Spike Jones is there with it with Knoxville, telling mm. me the thing. I'm like, God, man, I really loved being John Malkovich. I want to come through for you guys. <laughs> great movie, great movie. So we do it, and of course, I mean, I run, I literally like a bank robbery. I ran the route in the morning five times. I'm like, I got it. I turn left here. I turn left here. Right, all this stuff. Immediately get lost. Because I'm like, oh, I'm trying to act, yeah. right? I'm trying, mm-hmm. to, trying to act, and the guy's insulting me. And I'm looking, and I look to my right, and there's the Burbank Airport. And I'm like, holy shit, we're going to get shut down. Oh, and I'm going to ruin this gag for them. So I just floor it. I mean, I'm like doing 60 in a 25. And the, the van is like trying to catch me, and Danger Aaron's like, oh, there's the Burbank Airport. We have to go there. And I'm like, ah, you know, oh, and the, the van then speeds by me, and I'm like, okay, and they lead me to the, to the walled-off area, and I'm like, okay, okay. And then I pull into the walled-off area, and I turn around, and they've decided now they don't want me to punch him because whatever. They decide me, I need to bitch slap him as hard as I can. So I do that. Turn around, and I'm like whacking him, whacking him. I pull a gun. He freaks out about the gun. I pull him out of the car, I stomp him, and he does. He gives up dominance to me. Oh, man. And then he got in the goddamn truck. I couldn't believe <laughs> he it. He did get in the truck. And then, and then they shut the thing, and they you know, they pull out two wooden blocks, and they slam together like Which gunshots. Which I didn't realize makes a gunshot noise And uh, then a, a stunt driver came in, hopped in, and started doing donuts. <laughs> and, of course, when we let him out, Knoxville informed him that the hair on his face was all of our pubic hair. <laughs> uh, and, and beautifully, the, the, the guy throws up. At the end, it was like the perfect end to a perfect sketch. It was like a perfect seven minutes. It was. It was. Oh my God. It was pretty. Soft. I couldn't. Be- I couldn't. What a gift it was to get a chance to be in that movie. It was. It was interesting because when I saw your name and then I saw Jackass, I'm like, this is interesting. And then I saw that it was called Terrorist Taxi. I'm like, what the? That yeah, seem, I, know, I know exactly. Everyone's like, "You play terrorist?" I'm like, "No, not me." Nope. Yeah, <laughs> not me. I'm, I'm like, the good guy. <laughs> well, we would be remiss if we didn't bring up Super Troopers too. So, yeah. you're still filming. Uh, yeah, we're shooting the. We've shot about 20 minutes of it, and uh, you know, tonally and uh, joke quality wise, it feels to me like a very close sister to that first film. Uh, and we're shooting the rest in August. Awesome. We have another five weeks of shooting to go. You know, I will say this: the the mustaches are going to be a little bit bigger. Nice. The, you know, the haircuts can be a little bit tighter. <laughs> <laughs> but, now, are uh, they are they your real mustaches? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Wait, so you're going to have to grow it back again uh, by August? Yeah, I could do that. In go- a, I can do that in a day. In a day? 
I'm a man. If you go see Jay, it's a firm stash right there. (laughs) You can see Jay tonight. No mustache. Tomorrow night, full full blown mustache. (laughs) It'll just be my shaved pubic hair, though, right? (laughs) (laughs) Tape it on there. Just just blow it. That's good. Well, it is tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday at Helium Comedy Club. So tonight at 8 p.m. Yes. Tonight. Thursday, May 26th. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, 7.30 and 10. Saturday, 7.30 and 10. Also, just one more one more question. Is there ever going to be a sequel to Beer Fest? Yes? No? Uh, you know, I think we will make the sequel to, to <gasps> Beer do, Fest. I think we will make Pot Fest. I think oh we will. Yeah. We've written about 30, 40 pages, but we just sort of get too high and just meander <laughs> off into something else. So we've got to focus. Well, it seems like when you do focus, you come up with some pretty solid shit. So it seems like it's working. Yeah, (laughs) the machine still works. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Well, go see Jay. Get your tickets. uh, Heliumcomedy.com. Jay, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you very much. No, this is such a pleasure. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back in a bit more Fun Employment Radio. But now now we have to get a liner from you to counter. Oh, I thought I was like, what's going on? Oh, no, we have to do that. Uh, So I'm Sarah. That's Greg. Um, We're fun... How does Kevin say it? Fun, fun employment. Fun, 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 fun employment. <laughs> okay, so what, 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 what do you want me to say? Like, uh, hey, you're listening to Sarah and Greg for on Fun Employment Radio. That's the general. That's the general bit of it. Yep. And other than that, whatever you want. Anytime. Hi, this is Jay Chandrasekhar from Super Troopers, and you're listening to Sarah and Greg on Fun Employment Radio. Who wants a mustache ride? All right, there we go. There's Jay. Again, he's not actually at Helium Comedy Club right now. This is a best of 2016. It sure is. So hopefully he comes back, though, sometime. Hopefully he, he put will, on indeed. a really good show. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can find more interviews at funemploymentradio.com as well. We've got the rest and of Broken Lizard. And I don't want to toot our own and... horn. Uh, Jay Chandrasekhar did tell us at Helium Comedy Club that we were the best interview he's ever done. I think he even posted it publicly. Mm-hmm. He might have even done that. But yeah. So not to toot my own horn, but we're tooting our own horn. We're tooting our own horn. He said that. He did indeed. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> well, something else that's cool, Sarah, is your new... Oh. Sarah's new ways of uh, being a dietitian. I don't know what you would call yourself, how you would sure. coin it. I still don't understand why this is such a bad idea. It's, it's it was hard never to explain. fully explained to me as to why this is so terrible. Well, per- perhaps someone listening can, uh, can email in and I let us know. I thought it was pretty genius, quite honestly. Why this idea doesn't really work. It's mm. Sarah's, uh, Sarah's new method of calorie counting. I'll just leave it at that. I'll let you listen to it and you Calories decide. Calories as they equate to pricing. I, I think that it was a very genius idea. We'll let everybody listening decide if it's a genius mm. idea or not. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com right after this if you want to want to let us know. But here it is, your new guide to health. It's Sarah on Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> Completely, this is one of Sarah's ideas. As Sarah has claimed here on the show before because her father is a doctor and her mother's a Spanish teacher. She's half doctor, half Spanish teacher. Mm. Um, she is not or proficient. half teacher in general. Oh, in, in general, not just Spanish. Spanish okay, right. She's a teacher. Okay, just yeah, a half um, teacher. Yeah, so I'm a doctor teacher. <laughs> half, half doctor, doctor teacher, which mm-hmm. naturally that's, a, that's something that you inherit. Uh, so mm. this is one of your new, your new plans. So I don't know if we talked about this wanna... before because I've thought of this before and I don't know. So you're going to have to remind me if I've talked about it before, but it, it feels like an all new idea to me because I think I've thought it, but I don't think I've talked about it. Okay. But I remembered it again. <laughs> I think I've thought it, but I, I don't think I've, I've talked it, about but it. I don't know if I, if I spoke about it through my word hole, but I am pretty. I think that this is a genius idea. 
Okay. And I wanted to run this by you. So Greg kind of knows the the basic premise, but I I have just... heard you say this before and I immediately ignored it and did not engage because it. Because I and... think it's the greatest idea ever. Yes, And I yes, think it could totally help with um, as I was saying before with nutritional values it can, All right. it can Explain help with your the, platform. The here, Sarah, how you want to change the how you want to change the up the system. Infrastructure? You know, this this year seems to be all about change and like you know we've got different po- politics going on. Yeah. Whatever side you're on, shaking it up. Mm-hmm. You want to shake up this. I want to shake this up. You want to shake this up of how right. we eat or how how. Let me happen. tell you because I think that this could help stimulate Ex- the economy. Explain your explain your policies. You all right. You know, all of us want to be a little healthier. We all want to eat a little healthier. However, people who do not have a lot of money sometimes suffer, you know, health health situations because the things that they can afford to buy are things that are shitty for you, whereas expensive, good-for-you food is, as it is, expensive, mm-hmm. and you can't afford to get it. Therefore, I propose this. I believe... Do, do I need to pull up some music here for this, or is this like a political platform? Like, I mean, let me. I'm sorry. It's kind of straightforward. Okay, let me pull up kinda some straightforward some I, I music. Feel... I'm sorry. I apologize. I wasn't prepared for your speech. That's okay. Uh, I will yeah. try to get something here. No, but I do feel fly. really strongly about this because I have given this. Moment, I know like, you do feel. I have strongly. lots of fleeting thoughts, if you can believe that. <laughs> lots of things that really? like, pop into my head and so? I forget about them. I can't. I. I know you're shocked. Shiny objects, shiny but objects. But this is a shiny, shiny object objects. that I thought of once before, and then today I, I rethought it. And you came about back it. to it. I came back to it, so that's why I know it's gonna. It's one that should stick. Therefore, my platform is this. I believe that the calorie count of the food should be equal to what it costs. Now, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I think it's the best idea ever. Say, for example, you want to get something healthy for you. Like you want to get, say, an apple. And an apple has about 60 calories in it. Therefore, an apple would cost 60 cents. You're saying a cent, a cent a calorie? Yeah, a cent a calorie. That's what I'm going with. A cent a calorie. So say if you want to like if you want to buy like a pizza or something that's really bad for you it's 900 calories uh-huh. that'll cost you $9 whereas if you want to buy a salad that has all these healthy fresh ingredients for you that's like 350 or 400 calories that'll only run you $4 like you can get chicken for however much that is I believe that a cent should be a calorie It's like if you want to get coffee but you want to have half and half like you can get coffee for free Oh, for free now. Well, it doesn't have any calories in it. <laughs> so it shouldn't cost. Whereas if you want to get a mocha, which is going to, which takes like a lot more, that's like 350 calories and that's $3.50, which is rush, roughly what it is anyway. Uh-huh. So I believe that we as a society are being punished because we cannot afford to eat nutritionally. Therefore, if you're rewarded by this calorie descent system, I think that people will be a lot healthier and a lot better minded. That's what I believe. Oh, someone's asking me to clarify the protein, fat, and carb calories. I was like, going to say, that. may I ask some questions? May oh, I ask sure, some questions sure. about your Absolutely. about your policy here? I'm very comfortable with you asking. So, questions. Sarah, let me just put this in. You're a woman of 36 years of mm-hmm. age, and I'm going to take a look here and just see how no, many so, uh, calories. Thanks, so an ice caramel macchiato cost about twenty five dollars. That would be if it's two thousand five hundred calories. Yes, if something was 2,500 calories, that would be $25. Okay, so right here it says for you to maintain your weight, 
And uh, I mean, I'm guessing about your weight. I don't know your weight, but I'm I'm putting well, you better not estimate. say that. You, that I put in that. an estimate. You're estimating my weight over there. What General. are you doing? You estimate your own goddamn weight. Okay, so estimated, you would be eating consuming about two thousand calories a day to maintain where you're at. Mm-hmm. So that's twenty dollars a day you're going to be spending on food based on your just calories, just on the calorie side of it. I mean, most people spend about. Well, I mean, I guess. $20 a day on food. Well, it doesn't have to be $20 a day. Like, I can buy, like, a food in bulk and then eat it, you know, at separate times. So, like, if I buy, like, a pack of string cheese. No, that's not really how your system works, actually. You said it's a cent a calorie. Yeah, a cent a calorie that you and yeah, I mean, so you're buying it. So yeah, I buy a bag of string cheese where there's ten pieces of string cheese and there's sixty calories a piece. So that's six dollars. But I can stagger that over the course of you know a week or whatever. Oh, you mean you can spread out your calories? You can binge on one day. Yes, and eat I'm less saying on- the cost of the purchase. Like you're not buying a piece of the pizza if you're buying a whole frozen pizza, and it's like twelve hundred calories for the whole thing. That's going to cost you twelve bucks. Right. Yeah. That's- that's what I just said. Yeah, I don't understand. Are how you, are you? Yeah, then what, what? I don't understand what the question is. <sighs> I don't understand. I, I think I know that I am like, I know I'm a little dim-witted sometimes. However, I do have moments of genius and I kind of believe you say, in this you one. You believe this is one of your I believe in this one because no argument has been able to convince me otherwise. Okay. Okay, let alone the price. Um, all right, I think you would probably figure out that that's kind of an issue. No, no, no. So the string the, cheese, no, it's going to be, there's 60 calories. So that's person. 60 so cents. There's 60 cents a piece. It's like if there's 10 of them, that's, yeah, so uh, one calorie is one I was gonna, I was going to let you work that out right there. See I'm happens. so bad at math, I told you. And uh-huh. that would make it easier for me, too. So if there's like, 10 of them, it'd be $6. Yeah, and therefore people cheeses. wouldn't want to spend a lot of money buying food that's terrible for them. And they instead could spend less money buying food that's better for them. So, so, <laughs> so the ingredients matter nothing. It's just purely yeah, the calorie content. Just saying the price of sushi will no di- no dive. I'm down for that. Sure, because you know what? Things like like the food that is like really good for you and fresh and good. Like a lot of people can't afford. I mean, fuck. You go to New Seasons and you want to buy one salad roll and it's five dollars. Like, that's some bullshit right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you drive that price down. Let's just drive it down. So, yeah, they, people yeah, would be like... Yeah, because it sucks that other people don't have access to more healthy foods because <laughs> of the prices. But, no, actually, unhealthy foods generally do have a lot of calories. They're just bad for you. There's bad ingredients. There's bad parts of it bad where those food. calories fr- come from. But, like, a Big Mac, like, a Big Mac is relatively cheap. Let's see how Yeah, many... so what I'm saying is a Big Mac should cost, like, however many calories it is, like $7. And then you can get a salad for like three dollars, oh. or like chicken or whatever. Oh, this hurts so bad. This hurts my head so. Yeah, Suman says badly. if you go to New Seasons, I, you don't care about money to begin with. I totally agree. I've just I've gone in there like once a year just to see if there's something uh-huh. I can afford, and then it just makes me mad and I leave. Okay. Because it's just a, on one of the paths to which I walk. Okay. So ignoring the content of this food, we're going strictly to a calorie. Calorie economic system. Yes. An economic system based on caloric content. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be your policy. That's my, that's my platform. Okay, that's, that's where the platform is. Now, uh, 
<laughs> That's uh, Mr. Jake in the chat says, this is a great way to make sure poor people don't have access to more than a couple hundred calories a day, which is true. That's not uh, true because they can $20 spend less... a day to actually survive, let alone, okay, let's think about this, a family of... Okay, it's not going to be $20 a day. It's a cent a calorie. <laughs> How is it not $20 a day if you need... Because you're getting more food for less calories. No, my God, this is... Oh... This is hurting my head so badly right now. I just don't understand because maybe you just don't. Calories are what you survive on, right? You need a certain amount of calories. Where those calories come from, that depends on the health side of it. So that really doesn't solve anything. You could pack it full of fat and say it's, I guess that'd be more expensive. Um, the, the thing is, if you need about 2,000 calories a day to survive, it's going to be $20 a day to eat. Because you're doing a cent a calorie. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's, oh my God, how does that not make sense? This is going on your system. It's the only thing in your system that makes sense is the basic math part of it. The rest of it makes zero sense and is the worst idea probably ever. You'll kill thousands of people with this. So $20 a day for one person to eat. So a family of, say it's a family of four with a couple of kids. Maybe they don't need as many calories. Um, say the two adults need about 2,000 calories. The kids need... I don't know, 1500 How does that work out? What's that math for you? That's $70 a day just in food, just to survive $70 a day based on your, based on your math, well, maybe based on your system. Well, maybe people many calories. So now you're blaming the poor people for eating too many calories. No, I'm not blaming the poor. I'm saying like the like, calories oh. that they're getting will be healthier. So essentially your message is, oh, you don't like to spend that much? Well, why don't you cut back on the calories, fatty? And maybe, maybe you'll get healthier. <laughs> All right, well, I can't afford... All right, well, I didn't think about the whole math thing about it. <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, and it's being noted in the chat. Uh, Mr. Jenke says, I don't think Sarah realizes that the calories you buy... So, this is your system. This is your plan. So, what would, like, an average meal be per day? Like, what would you eat if this were a calorie... Uh, if I could eat anything I wanted, <laughs> right? Because clearly you can eat. You could just eat. I can't five candy bars because it all adds up to the same amount of calories. Boom! You should be fine. Cent per calorie. <laughs> all adds up. I don't like this. Logic. I'm on a Kit Kat diet. <laughs> it does make sense along with my hot dog diet. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so so. So all right. So what would what would you eat in a day? What would what would your? I mean, first of all, I don't think the average person is eating like two thousand calories a day, are they? <laughs> How many calories a day do you think they should eat? I I don't I I don't know. I think people are different weights and body types. You're and right; they are different weight. Well, number one, um, poor people who can't afford it are screwed. Uh, taller people who need to eat more, well, they're fucked because they're just gonna have to pay more. It's actually and by the way, I will say I this: just, it's gonna favor people of my size because I need less calories, so I won't waste away. And by quite the way, when everyone's talking about the poor, uh, spoiler: alert, I am part of the poor. So it's <laughs> I, so right. I know you're voting against <laughs> yeah, yourself so. with this system. That's but maybe the point. I'm trying to make myself eat better. That's <laughs> by starving yourself. Because you're not going to be able to afford like, this. My brain is trying to a, understand what you're saying, and it's like almost there, but I'm not quite getting it. I have a general idea of what you make um, based on what we do here and your outside jobs. I'm going to tell you that's that's not going to last too long that you're going to be able to eat. You're going to be hungry. And also on top of that, you're going to be hungry. And when you do the show before you've eaten, it's a nightmare 
It's a nightmare working. Sarah has the most hangriest, and you'd agree with this. You get the hangry thing, that whole marketing campaign. You are that. You are probably, you and my friend Nate are the two worst people I've ever met when they're hungry. Yeah, my mom used to have to carry on granola bars for me because I would start yeah. to get a little crazy. So you're not going to be able to eat that much. You're not going to be eating that much, which means you're going to be hangry all the time. And that's going to be the worst. So... <laughs> yeah, best day ever, it's being pointed out. We get to guess both how much Sarah weighs and how much she earns. Best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's do <laughs> They're close to the same number a week. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link. <laughs> Support Next Adventure. They're a fine sponsor. Okay. Um, okay. So... <laughs> So how would you, uh, when would you implement this system? Well, like, now, this that you're, now that you've explained it to me, like it's, it's sounding a little bit like a horse idea. I just I thought mean, it would be good because like, I don't know, like you eat a sand, like you eat a sandwich and you know, like the bread and you have like good ingredients <laughs> yeah, not, and stuff. But you're just basing it on the number of calories. Yeah. So I mean like a sandwich would be one, two, it would be like, you know, a $4 sandwich and that's a nice healthy meal. <sighs> So, I think I don't understand how money works. <laughs> I think there's a lot that's not being understood here. <laughs> I think there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, okay. Well, this turned against me quickly. Well, no, this is your this is your platform. This is the thing. Now that you're gonna do this, like if you're gonna stand on this, you have to you have to go with it anyway. There there will be naysayers. There are. I but believe that to... my only my only ally in this is Eddie. Oops, that was the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, that, I was wondering what was happening. Yeah, that just happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, thank you, Sarah, for that. Man, it really sounded like a good idea before it came out of my face and onto our show. Yeah. I wonder what else rolls around in there before you actually Lots say it of out stuff. loud. And this is a recurring one, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I hadn't just thought about this once. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I thought about it, yeah. You've thought about it for quite a while. Yeah. This has been rolling around in there. Mm-hmm. And then finally you're like, yeah, I think I've worked out all the kinks. I think this is pretty solid. This is solid enough to present. Um, I'm just going to say it out loud and then go with your plan. Have you been following this diet on your own? Have you been doing this? Wait a minute. Have you been doing this? Doing what? Like figuring out just just based on calories. That's all you're looking at? Well, I mean, I can't pay for the amount of calories that are like, I mean. Like, have you been equating? A lot of them are roughly the same, though. Have you been equating like french fries the amount of calories in that to like the amount of calories in like a salad <laughs> and saying those are equal no i know i know how those things work a little different okay i'm sorry i just want to make sure yeah i mean not very different but just okay. slightly different okay yeah thank you sir thanks should we do a little bit of world of crazy no oh no, should we, we? i don't know <laughs> now people are writing to me about like you should go to a food bank i'm like really this is not i was trying to solve the problem not make a bigger problem assholes <laughs> How did this? I thought I was doing something good. I know. I know. Oh, stop. Rick, Rick says this sounds like a health program for someone who is stoned out of their mind. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I don't smoke weed, and this seems like a stoner idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd solve the economic crisis. <laughs> God damn it. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. 
Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Oh, thanks, Vicky. Because like healthy food should be cheaper, so you've got that right. That's what that was my well, bottom line. Yeah. Yes. I think we can all agree that on that. That was what stance. I was trying to stress. I didn't do the whole like math thing with like twenty dollars a day. Cause then I wouldn't be for, able to afford to eat either, but I didn't know. All right, Sarah's method of calorie counting. Greg, I just stand behind it 100%. 100%. There you go. <laughs> Getting your health advice right here on Fun Employment Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, do want to say a big thank you to our fine Green Room sponsor, which is Worthy Brewing. Oh, Worthy is WorthyBrewing.com. Brewing, uh, Worthy they're located in Bend, Oregon, or find their beer everywhere or request it at your local store. Worthy is a wonderful sponsor of Fun Employment Radio and sponsors our Green Room here, where Jay Chandrasekhar actually had been hanging out mm-hmm. before he went on the air. So, all right, thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode, uh, another best of episode. You can always check out everything we've got at funemploymentradio.com. Like us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever it is you get your podcasts. We are there, and I'm glad you found us. Also, follow us on Twitter at Radio and like us on Facebook. All right, we'll be back with more Fun Employment Radio. .com, bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.